What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman, where you'll learn to awaken your divine intuition and open your human heart. Sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and learn. Here's Sarah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman today is uh October 25th, 2013 and we are talking about gratitude. Um I have we're going to we're going to be doing gratitude uh going forward all through the holidays. And again, gratitude is not about this false positivity. Not going to ask you to keep a gratitude journal unless that's something you want to do. It's really about Shifting awareness and how this very simple shift in awareness to almost like we'll call it the the micro level or the macro level all at the same time has the power and and actually will change your life. So I know a lot of you out there are doing practices, um, all kinds of uh, self-work, soul work. And this gratitude piece is something that I found um, is the thing that makes the most difference, turning into, tuning into um, present moment, tuning into what is, and uh, just kind of allowing yourself to notice at that level. A lot of it's about getting out of your head and getting into your heart. So we're going to be talking about gratitude today. I also have a huge backlog of uh, ask Sarah blog <laughs> blog questions that I'm going to be answering today. So hopefully, if you have sent me uh, sent me a question, you're going to get it answered today. I got a bunch of stuff I want to get to. We are also taking live callers eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two um, I want to remind you that we have a lot of swag today, so if you would like to call in, I will send you either a CD or a book from my collection of fantastic items that people just tend to send me um, as uh, promotional materials, and uh, they're really some pretty awesome stuff. Today, I'm giving away Danielle Hoffman's The Council of Light to the first caller, and then I've got some CDs uh, that I've, I'm able to give away to uh, subsequent callers today. So don't be shy. Call into the show. I'm so happy to answer any questions that you have about intuition or spirituality um, or whatever 
happens to be on your mind. And again, the call-in number, 877-230-3062. My energy is a little revved up today, and I'm feeling like maybe that's similar case for a lot of you out there. So we are going to calm it down. We're going to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Go ahead and close your eyes. I want you to go ahead and turn your entire body today. We're going to go to a different awareness level. We're going to go to purple. For some of you, it might feel a little bit of a stretch to go there, but this is okay. We're just going to shift your entire body energy to purple, which is all about crown chakra, and just allow this shift to happen. So you might notice a purple essence in your feet and your legs all of your abdomen and torso area, up through your chest, immersing your heart, saturating your heart in purple. And uh, we're going to go all through the shoulders and the arms, up to the neck and the head, all the way out through that crown. So you have got purple going You have got purple going from the very bottom of your body, your feet, all the way up to your crown chakra. And I'd like you to imagine a column of purple going from root chakra, base chakra, all the way up your spine through the crown and kind of moving out through top of your head. Just go ahead and allow that energy to just become noticed by you. It's now 11.11 as we're doing this action. And then I want you to allow this column of purple energy to simply go out and be in the purple energy of the other people that are listening right now today. That are listening right now today. And we're going to just open with our chime. Very good, and welcome to the show. And that feels much, much better. Um, It's interesting how energy shifts when stuff is going on. Uh, Last night, I was teaching my intuitive mastery course, a Thursday course, um, and I couldn't get settled, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, we were having a pretty fun class. We were doing remote viewing and astral projection, which is usually a very lighthearted class. And I'd actually taught the course to the Wednesday group the night before, and it had been really light, really fun, really relaxed. Sometimes in that intuitive mastery class, we do a lot of, uh, we've been doing mediumship, we've been doing ancestral work, etc. So it gets pretty heavy. So it was really nice to have the 
easier, more mellow activities. And yet I couldn't get settled. I couldn't get settled. Couldn't figure it out. I thought maybe it's the, maybe it's the energy of maybe some of the folks in the course are, you know, anxious or fearful or, or something's going on that way. So finished up the course, uh, the do- door of my office, and uh, Steve, my husband's there, and he goes, I have to go to the ER. I'm like, okay. And I go, let me get my purse, and off we went. And he had, um, his, he had uh, infected his hand the day before, and in doing some outside work, like outside in mud and water and kind of the kind of stuff that can go a little crazy if it gets going. And um, his hand was all puffed up red, swollen, and it was streaking up his arm. So this is like, you know, horrible, horrible, bad situation. So we just raced down to the ER and he got pumped full of antibiotics and he got a very big antibiotic shot. And Luckily, uh, this was caught in time so that he didn't have to go get, you know, like a bunch of antibiotic IV. But I'm so happy he's going to be fine. You know, he's just going to rest today. But interestingly, um, it made sense. It made sense. Like, where is this? And where was this anxiety from the class coming from? And it was coming from the sense that something was going on. So if you have some anxiety in your own life. Um, A lot of folks who are intuitive are really sensitive in this way. Um, If you have this anxiety or if you have this sense of dread, um, I'd like to invite you to just kind of allow yourself to understand that it's probably not that something's wrong with you or you're always anxious or you're too sensitive or whatever. I'd like you to allow yourself the possibility that you're picking up on energies um, that are going on that you need to be paying attention to. And to sort of, you know, if I hadn't been doing the class, which sort of takes all my attention at the moment, I would have really tuned in and tried to locate where or with who. Like I have a little roster of, you know, I go through you know, my kids, my husband, my mom, my brother, like the whole list of folks that I tend to check on and watch out for, um, go through the list and just sort of touch base with each and see how they're doing. Or it could be world event where you want to just go in and go, is this a natural disaster? Is this an earthquake? Is this a political problem? Is this a war issue? Um, It's often not just, you know, I'm kind of rejecting the view that anxiety is some kind of personality disorder. You know, I'm kind of coming to the view that anxiety is about being very sensitive to the energies that are out there. Um, Another thing that happened is as we were at the the ER waiting, it wasn't very crowded. It was very, the path was just smooth and open. We had to wait about two minutes. Um, this guy came in and uh he was he'd been in a motorcycle accident but no blood just just he was couldn't walk really and he was with his friends and i felt really horrible for him and yet i also felt more horrible because this guy and his friend were like really 
no, not making judgment on them, but just stating they were at very, very low level of consciousness, very, like a lot of swearing, a lot of, mm, I don't know, creating a big stir. Um, you knew that this uh, probably accident that was a wake-up call um, was just going to be one of many for this poor guy. Like he just wasn't getting it. He wasn't even trying to get it. He was just... um really stuck. And so that was hard to, to be around that energy of um, a person that I might not have come into contact with except for this event. And just paying attention to these uh, random chance meetings. I have a, a client who recently was hit in a car accident and now is in contact with the person that hit her. And it's obvious that there's some kind of soul connection going on. So couple things you know nothing's random nothing's random it's all divine plan um paying attention establishing where if you feel anxiety establishing where it might be coming from and then just to like watching these connections that occur from these sort of incidents in our lives and seeing if there's something you're supposed to notice or set a boundary around or help heal could be lots and lots of ways of of doing this in the world. Anyway, just wanted to notice that and bring that up because I a lot of you guys write me about anxiety and I wanted to bring that up. Anxiety is a sensitivity. It's part of being intuitive. It's part of a part of being a spiritual intuitive, which is what we do here. Just part of the whole package. So we are going to go to the phone. So I'm so happy that we have, um, I think we've got Kim on the line. And Kim, you are the beautiful, lucky winner of this really cool book that you're going to like. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, first, yeah. first I want to say, honey, after hearing your story, I just really want to wish healing divine energy to your husband. Uh, thank you. And yeah. And he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I, go ahead. What's going on for you? Well, I just I just wanted to say that um, I've been in, in contact with my sister's ex, and he has custody of their daughter, which I just found out, like, last year. So I've been, been working with him so I can see my niece after nine years. And wow. we're, we're actually getting really close to setting up a day maybe next week to see her. Um. But then he just emailed me today and, and told me that my sister flew into town. And and I was wondering if, if you think, if real, it would be good if I called my sister to see if, if uh, that would be a good meeting to meet her. Yes, I think, you know, last time you called, I can't remember. It was probably a couple months ago, maybe. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, and it felt like things were moving towards um, towards opening and healing for all of your family and that you were going to have the chance to be together with them again. So I think with your niece, um, you can be as loving and supportive as you naturally would be, which is like super <laughs> loving and supportive. And with your sister, just still, you know, still give her that breathing room. She feels kind of wounded and kind of embarrassed and, and there's more healing. So with the niece, you know, you can just be loving and, and your whole self. And with your sister, keep making the efforts. I think she's going to say yes, and it's going to be okay. But 
continue to kind of like give her space. Like don't get too, don't turn on your full love power all at once. Cause it's like, she's not used to that much and she just needs to go a little slower pace. So you might think of her like a wounded animal that you have to go really, really slow with. Okay. Does that, I know that makes sense to you. Like if you had a dog that was wounded, you would be super mellow and easy and give it a lot of room. And, and then with your niece, it's more like you can be completely as you want to be. <laughs> Just pour on the love. That's great, Kim. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for calling in to ask. All right. Have a, Have a good day, honey. Yeah, thank Bye-bye. you. Thanks. So we are going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. Um, we are going to listen to this beautiful, cool music, uh, Shanti Orchestra by Ricky Kej. And uh, this is a collection. This guy, Ricky Kej, big award winner. He um, worked with, I think, 20 musicians and uh, artists from various parts of the world and put together this super cool album. If any of you are familiar with the album um, One Giant Leap, very similar. It was out like maybe 10 years ago, very similar where the people traveled all over the world and created this really cool compilation album. So we're going to be listening to the song Intervention by Shanti Orchestra, Ricky Kesh, and we'll be more back with more Ask Sarah in just a moment.
Everybody, welcome back to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. Uh, we're talking about gratitude today. We're also going to be, actually, we're talking about the karma of pie is our gratitude subject. And what I'm going to be doing is taking one of the little chapters or stories um, and reading it online or reading it aloud on the show um, every week just so you can get a little taste of this new book, Living a Life of Gratitude. Um, the people who've read it or who are reading it are really liking this new format. It's these little stories that just take you into a space of memory. You know, a lot of it's a lot of it's from my life, but a lot of it's not. It's like tales I've heard or s- stuff I've noticed or things I've been told that I've just created into these little vignettes and so you kind of read the story you think about your own life brings up a lot of memory a lot of feeling a lot of emotion and then there's a little meditation you can do um at the end of each little story so some people said they're (laughs) they're using it as an oracle book like they're cracking it open and seeing what story comes up for them that day which is kind of fun we are still going to take live callers 877-230 3062-877-230-3062. And we do have gifts of uh, really pretty cool, um, cool music CDs. Uh, got quite a selection um, of stuff that is has been played on the show or will be played on the show. So if you'd like to call in, I would love to chat with you. Email for Intuitive Mastery Level 1 starting the new group in January. And I'm sending out the email now because I want people to uh, have a chance to think about it. Technical uh interference on the internet so here we are back again with a new <laughs> new system got lots of ways to reach you i'm always like have many headphones at the at the ready in case i need to call in in a different place ah country living country living <laughs> anyway just get ready this email is going to come in intuitive level mastery level one if you're interested starts in january we're going to have a small cohort. The first one is an eight-week session and a pretty amazing course. It allows you to continue on the full year if that's what you want to do. Um, anyway, just look at it. It's on my website now. If you know you're ready, you can get signed up today. If you're not sure, uh, the email is going to come with more information and um, then um, I'll be talking about it a little bit more on the show too. It's a great small group, lovely training. I had a couple emails um, from Ask Sarah that I've been hanging around there for a while, and I wanted to get them to them. Um, it's pretty interesting. So I had one email that says, um, I see 1111 almost once a week now on a digital clock, either in my bedroom or in my car. Usually I would just see it at night, but these last two times have been during the day. At first I thought it was just random, but now I am wondering... It is now startling to see it, not in a spooky way. I would love to believe I am seeing this for a reason and hope something good is finally coming my way. All right. So 
I wanted to talk about this because even when we were doing the actual moment of sending that purple column out from root chakra up to crown chakra, at the moment I said that, as we gathered together as spiritual community, uh, it was 11-11 today. <laughs> and I personally have been noticing 11-11, um, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 2, 3, uh, uh, 345, 9-11, um, which always, you know, gives me a little hesitation, um, uh, used to, of course, used to be 3-3 and 3-3-3-3 all the time. So my opinion on this, and there are other ways to look at it if you're into numerology, but my opinion on this particular phenomenon is that the universe is asking you to wake up and pay attention. It's the universe sort of giving you a little tap on the shoulder in which to say, hey, yeah, we are here. Uh, the more you pay attention, the more you sink into awareness, um, the more you're going to understand and just know. So it's kind of a way of breaking you out of your day-to-day stuff you're kind of moseying along, you know, doing whatever it is you're doing, and then boom, 11-11, oh, the universe saying, regroup, pay attention, go deeper, open your heart more, breathe, relax, remember you're a conscious being. That's what I think it means. And interestingly, even as I said, oh, I had been seeing 9-11 the last day or so, this makes sense. Had to go to the ER, right? That's a 9-11 type situation. It's a call 911. So uh, perhaps the universe was trying to help me know that this event uh, was going to be happening. Um, here's another question. This is a great one. Uh, if our loved ones are with us still and watch over us to the other side, how do they ever reincarnate? I have been reading a lot, and this has me baffled. This is a great question. So the thing is, even though we're all fascinated with all of this field, I don't think we have answers yet. I think much of the human condition is just living in the mystery. It's just... Uh, understanding that there is stuff that we are not at a level of awareness yet and maybe ever, no matter, no matter what courses we take or how much we practice or how much meditation we do or who our teachers are, um, I believe there's stuff we're just never going to know. We can only, you know, have a concept. We can have an idea and move more closely to the true reality. We see this even in science, you know, all these theories, and then someone will come with a new theory, and it just blows apart the first theory. So um, my belief is, and I think if you want to read more about this, Michael Newton, uh, his book, uh, Destiny of Souls or Life Between Lives, that's sort of what I have experienced in my own work. Um this idea that 
Our loved ones and ourselves, we're infinite beings, we're soul. And so soul has the um, ability to be uh, wherever, it would, <laughs> wherever it would like. It's like we can, we are all expansive, all eternal, all infinite. So it's, it's like we're multi-soul clones <laughs> at all times. We can be in all time and space and matter. So that even now, as you and I are souls in human container living on Earth, probably true, uh, part of us, our soul is also uh, on the, behind, beyond the veil, doing other activities there. And a part of us is also probably reincarnated, reincarnated already right now. And a part of us is in our past life. And a part of us is probably in parallel style universes. And who knows how many there are. I mean, if there's parallel universes, I'm guessing there aren't just like one or two of them, you know. I'm guessing there's like eight million of them. So um, as infinite soul, as eternal soul, uh, we are energy and we have ability to be wherever we need to be as our consciousness allows us to know. And so when we connect in mediumship, for example, when we connect with the departed, uh, they might be available for connection with us, and they may already be somewhere else. They may already be beginning their reincarnation. They may already be existing, doing some work on the other side. Um, uh, we are not. We are not what we think we are. We are not just the being who you know drives to work and makes the dinner and and folds the towels. We are. We are much much more expansive. We are infinite energy. So, kind of open your mind to that perspective and uh, allow that idea. And that'll probably answer a lot of questions about how. We can be in many, many places at once. Um, and here is, we've got a couple other questions. I wanted to be able to get to all of these today. So this person writes, this is Ian, he's from the UK. I've noticed that there is times where I'm walking down the street that some of the street lights will dim as I go by and then light back up after I've moved past them. At first, I wrote it off as coincidence, but it keeps happening over and over, especially if I am in a mood that I can't deny it anymore. As of late, this has been happening nearly every night, reaching much, much uh, further distances than I used to, than it used to. One, how, why is this happening? Two, what can I do to control this? Um... So I think this, so there's a couple things come to mind. Sometimes streetlights do have little senses or timers in them. That, that could be a very, you know, logical, practical solution. Because I don't know what what these particular streetlights are. We'll just throw that out there, that that's one idea. Um, but also, the other idea is that lots of people, like he says here, especially if I am in a mood, lots of folks, have um, ability to cause electrical and computer mishap um, 
in their daily lives, you know, that they break the toaster, they blow up the watch, or they the car doesn't start, those kinds of things. And I suspect, Ian, that you are actually um, experiencing some of that. It's almost like your your own personal energy is going a bit um, more intensively and probably in some state of expansion uh, might even be beginning portions of uh, spiritual awakening or spiritual awakening experiences. Um, so I, I would think that your own personal energy is becoming a little different. And then, of course, you know, energy is energy is energy. Uh, no reason it wouldn't be affecting different systems as you walk by them, especially, um, you know, if, if you're uh, sort of charging at a pretty high level. So um, what can I do to control this? I don't think, I think when things start to change for you, when you start to experience things that are different, um, there's no point in controlling. I think maybe the idea of surrendering in, surrendering into what's happening and simply connecting with guides and angelic beings and asking if they are allowing this energy in your body or if you are experiencing this energy because you are having more opening, because you're having more and more opening, and if there's any particular guidance as you experience uh, this level of opening and awareness. Um, I did want to mention to everyone, I'm going to be starting a project. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but it's about spiritual awakening, and I know a lot of you listening right now have had experiences of spiritual awakening, spiritual emergence, weird stuff happening, energy moving through you, kundalini, um, all this kind of stuff, sudden psychic openings. So if you have had this kind of thing, and if you are interested, I would love to receive an email from you, uh, Sarah at SarahWeisman.com. I'm going to be doing some audio interviews with folks and uh, doing some uh, recording and collecting of stories for this project. And if you have an interesting story, it can be anonymous if you want, no problem, or you can use your real name. I would love to start being in touch with you um, so we can get that moving. We are going to be back in just a moment. We're going to take another quick break, and then I thought uh, we're going to move into the karma of the gratitude lesson of the day. We're also going to look at a really interesting, interesting uh, other letter that came in. And it's going to be fascinating. But of course, I think there's still time to call in 877-230-3062. We are going to hear the song Thou by Shanti Orchestra. We'll be back with more Ask Sarah in just a moment.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. We are talking about gratitude, and we are digging deep. Actually, we're not digging deep. We're digging surface into the Ask Sarah blog because I promise you guys that I'm going to get to your questions and um, <laughs> I let them get stacked up a little, and so I want to get through because I know people are listening. People are going to be listening now, and they're going to be listening to the podcast. So this question is uh, it's really amazing, so I'll just read it. Hi, Sarah. I recently mishandled the chance for what I believe was a spiritually life-altering event. It had to do with a dream. I believe that perhaps I, that I perhaps was to have died, but if I had died, it would have been a good thing. However, I did not know that. I became afraid and deflected my course. Now I am alive, but lost a basic state in myself to have a spiritual awakening in this lifetime. Feel so upset that I missed a very auspicious opportunity for spiritual progress. I have walked two serious paths, Buddhist for many years, and most recently mystical Christian Incan shamanism. Now feel uncertain which path to walk and uncertain which guides even want to work with me as I have a tendency to blow it. Do you see something in a past life that I can ritual around to clear up my tendency to fail? Is it in me, my family background, a misdeed in past life? Maybe I just cannot succeed in this life. Maybe I am not mature enough yet. But then when? When this is all you really want, a path, and cannot have a measure of progress, what to do. Thank you if you can see anything here to comment on. So to this person, um, I would like to say there is no possibility of failing. Um, there is no possibility for, for failing in this lifetime or in next lifetimes or in next lifetimes. Your soul is um, going at its own pace. Your soul is having exactly the experiences that you need to have. And even though it's very commendable to have a path, you know, to be a Buddhist or to uh, follow a certain tradition, following a tradition or even having a practice uh, is not required for this soul path. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the idea of just relaxing and trusting that all is well and that you are being led exactly as you should. I think, I think this idea of, um, I think that this person is also beginning to have spiritual awakening. And I have heard of some other folks having situations where spirits come and they are actually, maybe they wake up and they're actually feeling like they're battling for their lives. It's almost similar to a near-death experience, but it's happening on a spiritual plane. feels like a little bit of that is happening to this person. This isn't like a visit from evil. It's really just the divine asking you, you know, kind of like, are you, are you in the game? Are you paying attention? Are you still here with us? Um, and this is a good thing to have this kind of test or question um, being put before you. The idea of failure is um, a misbelief 
even if you sank to the very bottom of whatever particular lifestyle you might sink to, doesn't matter. Um, all that is required is that um, you keep connecting to the divine, you keep uh, opening your heart. And if you're not able to do those at this moment, then you simply wait until there will be a time when you can do this. Uh, you can't mess up. You can't fail. This is where, you know, Christian Christian tradition is um, Jesus saved everyone from their sins. Okay, that's a beautiful way of putting. I don't, I don't believe in the concept of sin, but that's another way of looking at this idea that as soul, your progression is perfect. Um, you are soul learning through your human experiences. Um, you can only learn as fast as you can learn. Um, spiritual awakening in this lifetime uh, might happen how you think it might happen, might happen in a different way. Every being is being given right now these openings and awarenesses. Uh, the more you slow down, become aware, detach from expectation, detach from outcome, and just simply exist in the place of uh, wh- where we are, what what is happening right before you. It's over. That's all we're supposed to do. Paying attention, opening the heart. That's all. That's all we're supposed to do. I am going to read to you the karma of Pi from my new book, Living a Life of Gratitude. I love this story. I do invite you to write to the Ask Sarah blog. The karma of Pi. I made a pie for my family this weekend. This was last year. The first wedges of cinnamon apple were gone before the pie was cool. It had vanished entirely by Sunday morning. When you make a pie, you're tying back into a long line of pie making, entangled back into the karmic threads of your ancestry. As, at least that's how it is for me. My mother did not make pies but my grandmother did. Her family immigrated from the green hills of Ireland at the turn of the 20th century, finding themselves somehow settled in the flats of Missouri and Nebraska. Their red hair stood out on the plains, their freckles even more. My grandmother had her first child at 16 and nine more after that. Six of them survived, with the last one, my mother being born at the height of the Depression. My grandmother kept the garden all summer long and chickens in the yard, and this is how the family ate. She also worked full-time as a photographer's helper, developing film, processing prints, doing the hand-tinting that was popular at the time, well before the age of Instagram, 300 DPI, and Photoshop. My grandmother was busy, so making a pie took on a sort of sacred event status reserved for Sunday lunch. Her pie, made early in the morning so it would have time to cool, only made it once to the table before it was devoured down to crumbs. My grandmother lived on the West Coast for a while. During this time when I was small, she taught me to bake 
and one of the things we baked was pie. There's a secret to the crust I've never been able to get it right, she'd tell me as we chopped the cold butter into the flour. The rolling always sticks for me, she'd confess as we rolled the cold crust. It was reassuring to have my grandmother tell me where she'd sailed pie-wise as we worked together, even though her crust seemed impossibly breaky, her rolling pin always clean. I followed along as best I could, anticipation building as the oven steamed and baked. But when it came to the taste, I found out something interesting. I didn't like pie, neither apple nor peach nor coconut cream. In other words, I liked the making, but not the eating. This weekend, I made the pie with the help of my younger do- youngest daughter, now 12. I cut the apples, let the peels spiral out with delightful magic. I sprinkled the sugar and dotted the butter. But when we got to the crust, it was she who rolled it out and constructed the pie, top layer, bottom layer, pinching, pinching the edges tight together and adding a tiny part crest on top. The pie was perfect, flaky, golden, divine. We inherit many things from our ancestors, karma, looks, and apparently pie baking. My daughter, three generations down from my grandmother, was a phenomenal pie baker. And here's the meditation. Just take a moment. What Have you inherited from your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents? Think back to the stories you know about these people who created you. Look at their pictures, their photos. Imagine their lives. What part of them are you especially grateful for? What still lives on? in you or your children. So we are going to be working through, this is, that's an example of the types of stories. There's 88 stories in this new book, Living a Life of Gratitude. Uh, Some of the titles, A Simple Slice of Pizza, The Young Saint, You Are Here, Age of Anxiety, Wake Up Call, Meeting the Redwoods, The Full Thing, Breathing Light, just some idea of what you'll find in this book. We're going to be working through a chapter every show as sort of a holiday way of getting through the holidays, (laughs) keeping our focus. Again, tuning into present moment, dropping out of our heads, dropping into our hearts, understanding ourselves as divine beings, and understanding that We're soul. We're here for the long haul. Our existence is infinite and eternal. As human beings, however, you know, we're just a a little breath on the wind. We're just a quick snap of the fingers and this lifetime is complete. So think about this and think about what you want to notice and feel and keep close in your heart today in this minute. Just keep notice of this and bring yourself to state of awareness. And I think you'll begin to understand that 
holding this awareness brings an incredible sense of awe and bliss and, yes, gratitude. Alrighty, everybody, have a wonderful week. You can find me at sarahwiseman.com. The Ask Sarah blog is there. You can email me, Sarah at Ask Sarah. No, <laughs> Sarah at sarahwiseman.com. And we will be back next more next week with more Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. Have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.